0: What makes love worthwhile is that you are in a position where they could devastate you and they don't. At my worst, I still don't reach for things that are going to hurt you. Like we've been in arguments where we both know, oh, they know exactly what they could say right now to shut me down. And they're not saying it. And that is so powerful.
1: We're about to celebrate our 20-year wedding anniversary, baby. It's crazy. And so today, I want to take apart the entire 20 years of our relationship. and really In an hour. <laughs> in an hour, exactly. And really pull out the real big key things that have allowed us to be together for 20 years, but not just be together, thriving for 20 years. And so what I want to start with is the hard discussions. Because even when you've just met someone, Having those talks, whether you've just met them or 20 mm-hmm. years down the line, is going to dictate whether you're on the same page or not. And if you're on, if you're not on the same page, then that's where I think relationships can start to derail. No doubt. So me and you have written 20, I think 26 hardcore questions um, that we answer. And it's a way of us really connecting. So I'm going to read a couple because we haven't actually done it in over a year. So I'm going to read a couple to you. Um, and I want you to help... Um, Not only just answer it, but tell me why you think it's actually an important question for people to ask each other.
0: All right, right. here we go.
1: So this one is very specifically about desire. Word. If I was game for anything, what would a perfect day look like?
0: (laughs) Well, hi. Um, Wow. Okay, so let's start with the easy part. The reason that this is an important question to ask is you need to really want to know what makes your partner happy. It is impossible not to put upon them the things that you like and to assume that the things that you like, you like because they are obviously good and wonderful. And when you realize with your partner that all the things that you resonate with, your love language, all the things that are self-evident to you, may not resonate with them and if you don't understand what resonates with them, what they want, where they're excited, then you can get into ruts. This is interesting because I would not have answered this question the same way 20 years ago that I am now. So um, as I think people that have been together for a long time can understand, you get into a rhythm. The rhythm is optimized for all the sort of peak things that you like or at least sort of balancing out with all the things you have going on. There's something interesting about the human mind where it can, either one of you has changed and the other one doesn't realize that the rhythm now no longer works for them, mm. or both of you are fine with the rhythm, but it's gotten boring and predictable and there is no spice and there's nothing different. Now, this is where, <laughs> so those are all the things. You're, you're dynamic people, you're changing over time. You've gotta to constantly touch base. In fact, I guarantee the way that I will answer this question now if we had a recording of me answering it the last time, it would just be different. Um, so knowing that you're a dynamic system, that you're always evolving, that's incredibly important. You have to want to know how to communicate well with them. I Want to really press that idea for a second. If you know how I answer this question and you know sort of where my mind is at in this moment, then you can give me a gift or understanding that I will actually receive versus what you would want or what you would receive. So that's really important. Okay, so you're getting into love language, you're getting into the context of your life, and you're getting into um, neurochemical manipulation. So by that? Every, everything in life, and I really mean everything, sleep, eating, um, friendship, work, love, it, it is all a type of drug. We take drugs because we want to modulate our neurochemistry. We're doing the same thing in a relationship. And so at different times, depending on what I need, I would want different things. But a perfect day for me, I'm thinking about how do I want to modulate my feelings? That maybe is less esoteric than neurochemistry. I want to feel certain things, and that's ultimately what this is about. So Mm. I know that a perfect day for me is gonna be Definitely focus on something that bonds us and brings us together. Now at the point in our lives where we are where we're working so much, I am so hyper aware of the need to bond, take time for the relationship and do those things. So today I would want to start the day with you sitting between my legs, ironically the way that we actually started today, where I can smell your hair, I can smell your neck, which I know makes you feel like I'm steam breathing in your hair. (laughs) So she absolutely hates it by the way, but I love that. I have a feeling it's, there's a similar neurochem. Not it's not the same chemistry, the same amplitude that women get from smelling a baby's head, Mm. I get from smelling you. Mm. And it's like this whoa, this big amplitude of like this complex ball of emotions, of feeling safe, of being aroused, of feeling connected, of deep bond that I'm If you were looking in my brain, it would be like a wet rag of oxytocin being wrung out. Like I just, there's so much complexity of 20 plus years together that goes into that smell for me. And smell is the one of your five senses that doesn't have a relay in the brain. It goes straight to the emotional centers. That's why smell will take you back to a barbecue when you were 13 in the way that nothing else will. Um, So that would be the start.
1: Before you go on, actually, I want to address something that you just said that we kind of—I laughed at—but it's actually really important. So yes, this morning you were smelling me. It was—I knew we had to shoot today, and um, it was like right I was on my messing braids. messing hair. Yeah, you were messing <laughs> on my hair. It was like right on my braids, <laughs> and I could feel like the steam. Yeah. And you without, kept turning to look without, without realizing and, yeah. it, I started to pull away. Yeah, yeah. And you obviously sensed it, and I didn't even realize I was doing. It was so subconscious. I was like oh my braids, my braids, my braids. And you actually said something, and you said, "Babe." Like it's really comforting right now, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Thank you for telling me." And so I, and you're like, "I know you're just enduring it, but thank you." Those are the moments, babe. Those mm. are the moments where if you hadn't have said anything, I wouldn't have realized I'm pulling away because I'm just thinking about my hair, right? I'm not thinking that you're having this like super special. I'm I'm embracing the cuddle, but I'm not. Yeah, in you the were sense in, a in a different place, yeah.
0: whatever for. One, I had been up for hours by the time you got up. So I wasn't half asleep. You were sort of half asleep. You're, you know, it started with your hoodie up. And so.
1: So we were in different places. So now we're in different places. You didn't think badly. You weren't like, I can't freaking believe she obviously doesn't love me. This
0: is why asking these questions is so important. If I didn't know you, I would read that the way it would mean if I were doing it versus knowing you so well i know what it means when you do it
1: yeah okay so what would you have thought because
0: the first time and i will not go into details but the first time that you uh reacted like that where you were pulling away from me at a surprising moment (laughs) I, i remember thinking i felt so rejected right and when i i was like whoa what was that and you explained it and i was in hysterics i was like that's what you're thinking right now but i now know that about you So I knew, one, because I have done my smelling like where my nose is like in your hair and you've said, oh, that makes my head feel damp because of the moisture in my breath. And because I know that, because you've told me, it was like the first time that I felt you like trying to look at me when I'm like, you know, in this really, not intense moment, but like it was so lovely. I was like, oh, that's right. This is that whole like me smelling your hair thing. Um, Communication. You have to be able to interpret them the way they mean it.
1: And that's the thing. Because we've had the hard talks in the past, 20 years down the line, you don't feel rejected. You go, oh, okay, that's just a weird characteristic that my wife has, I'm just gonna tell her this is what I need, and I didn't move. So all of those things, have set us up for success for those moments. But you realize it's those moments where someone doesn't say anything. And then time goes by, someone still doesn't say anything, time goes by. And now over time, I start to perceive that as you just keep pulling away from me. And that becomes the crack in your relationship.
0: The word that you said, I just didn't move. This was not me like pinning your head (laughs) down and smelling you (laughs) as you like stand there rigid. You were actually really sweet about it. Mm. And you, you know, embraced, me and um, that kind of thing, because I was thinking, I think a lot of people would just be like, fine, but you weren't like that. Mm. So it felt lovely, Like even though I was like, okay, I know that this is ultimately just for me, but you were warm about it, soft about it, welcoming about it, and that made it lovely. Whereas if it had been fine, like it would be horrible. But I see people do that a lot, and it's one of those where Every time in our marriage where I'm disappointed with how I handled the situation, it's because I react the way I want to react to something that you want. Mm. So where, like, let's say you're telling me a long story and I'm like, baby, I totally get it. Like, what's the punchline? I'm never like, oh yeah, that was the right way to handle it. I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm stressed, whatever. So I'm trying to like move things along. But in those moments, it's always, the times where I'm like, I'm so glad, or I'm so proud of how I handled that is where I'm like, what would mean something positive and warm to her right now? Like, how could I react in a way where she'd be like, oh my God, that was so generous emotionally. Um, those times I feel good about. So yeah, it's a side step to what we're actually talking about, but that I think is really important for people to do.
1: Yeah, and then just even in that situation, we always say, just want your partner to win. Like, what do I actually want in life? I want you to be happy. Like, I really want you to be happy. That is like such a goal of mine. And so when you are articulating what is making you happy, going, well, fine, I know that's not going to make you happy. Put yourself in their shoes. If you want your partner to do something and they are giving you like a bit of a sense that they're not keen and then you just articulate it and they say, fine, how does it make you feel? Does that make you want to do it? No, of course it doesn't. So if you can put yourself in their shoes, like in that situation, I'm like, well, you've just articulated what you're feeling right now. And at the end of the day, I always remind myself, I want you to win, meaning I want you to be happy. And then I do come back down to like, ultimately what's more important? We had a very scary situation a few months ago where someone in front of us had a stroke and they sadly passed away. It was such a wake up call, babe, Mm. such a wake up call. And I know I keep saying this to you, but when I think about those moments and I think about God forbid that was you. I mean, it's all gonna happen to us, right? And I don't, I don't live in a scary mindset, right? I just remind myself that I can remind myself of what's important. And so every so often I remind myself like, well, what's more important? My hair getting damp? Or are you knowing that I love you and that I'm here to give you what you need to feel good. And when I think about that, and I think about um, the like the difference between my hair and then that, it's, like, it's, it's not a hard choice. And so, I think the relationship prioritizing it and then thinking of it in different ways, even when it's inconvenient, is so freaking important. All right, I've got a few more, and these are the ones where it's like, the things that I think are very important in a relationship, trust. So I pulled out a couple of questions that talk about trust. Let's do it. All right, would you trust me in a room full of opportunistic and flirtatious people?
0: Yes, like I just cannot of all the things, mm-hmm. you being uh, unfaithful would be the most surprising thing in this universe. That would catch me off guard in ways whew, that I can't even begin to say.
1: Ditto. The reason why I love this And by push- the way,
0: you would be super flirtatious with them, and I have no problem with that. That's like, actually- that doesn't weird me out, and you can attest for the people whether I'm a jealous person or not. That would not be weird for me in the slightest.
1: So I love this on multiple levels. One, I know that's so true of you because I am touchy-feely. Like that's just, I love hugs, I love people. I think that touching someone's arm is a way of communicating to them like I hear you. And so I don't actually realize I'm doing it sometimes. And I remember one time that when we were at um, one of like some bodybuilding event for Quest and there was a guy I knew and he was competing and he was standing next to me and I was just talking to him. And I didn't even realize I was just rubbing his forearm. And you saw it from afar and you literally just start laughing. And you're like, good job I'm not a jealous guy. But you really did laugh and you didn't show any signs of annoyance frustration or jealousy but i think why this question is so powerful is basically saying even if the opportunity came right and other people and other people were doing everything they possibly could to get you into bed do i worry about it because if i worry we need to talk about it because jealousy then obviously knocks onto the trust, and if you have zero trust in your relationship, then it, I just don't see how a relationship
0: can survive healthily. I don't see why they're fun. If I didn't trust you, it wouldn't be fun. Relationships are sacrifice. You give up a lot to be in a relationship. Now I think you get a thousand times more than you give up, but you give things up, and they are at times a pain in the ass to have to think about somebody else and compromise and make sure they're happy too. Like, it, there's a lot of compromise, but there's certain things need to be true for that to be worth it. Mm -hmm. And one of those is I need to feel safe. I need to feel secure. I need to feel like I can trust you. There are really few things that, and this one I may come close to taking for granted because it has always been the case with you, but I have never once worried about you Mm -hmm. being like unfaithful or anything like that. In fact, one of the earliest conversations we had was, I may break up with you one day, but I will never cheat on you. And we both agreed that like, I can't, this was early, but I can't promise we'll be together forever, but I can promise that I will never cheat on you. So it was like, word, like that felt good. Like you might come home one day and be like, look, I'm into somebody else. I've never done anything, but you know, this is the end of the road for us. But at least I never had to worry about that. And so- And then being
1: clear with the consequences, just want to add that, Mm. that where we both said, if if you cheat on me or I cheat on you, like, done. Like right. I'm out the door, there's no discussion, there's literally no explanation. Right. If it's a fact and it's true, you will not hear from me again. And that isn't a threat to keep you there. It's just yeah, a very yeah. clear line. And that's actually a very important Dif- difference, right? I'm not threatening you. I'm just saying, I just need you to know this will be the consequence right. of it. I hope it doesn't get there, but so that we can talk about things with our eyes wide open. No doubt. But sorry you were saying.
0: No, just that that is such a wonderful feeling to be able to trust you, to not worry about that. Um, Because I can see a light, I mean it would have been a string of what I call downward spiral choices, Mm -hmm. but I could see a world in which I ended up with somebody who made me feel insecure for some reason that I can't currently fathom. I stay in that relationship and then I wouldn't trust them. And that would be a horrible feeling, horrid.
1: As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is a negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That may be not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it, especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from launching your business to hitting a million dollars Shopify has got you completely covered and with all the built-in magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality that's exactly why guys I love Shopify so if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it shopify is here for you so go and sign up for just one dollar a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash lisa all lowercase again guys you can go to shopify.com slash lisa right now to grow your business no matter where you are and what stage it's in that's shopify.com slash lisa yeah i think i would um interpret it to be about me and so my insecurities and all the things that I've tried to work through you know, over the last 20 years, I think would start to rear its ugly head again. And mm. I think I would start to think of it as being me, and, um, and then worrying. I mean, you know, many times, obviously growing Quest, it got to a point where you were surrounded by beautiful women. Um, you know, We owned a billion dollar company and you we were the president. So it's like, there were definitely women that would flirt. And I remember thinking, this isn't about them and it's not even about you. Am I confident in myself to actually trust you and to, to trust our relationship that we've built together and confident enough that if you ever betrayed that, that I would walk away and that I wouldn't then create some dialogue in my head about why you did it and that I should forgive you and don't worry, so it's ma- maybe me, I am not, I'm not making an effort enough um, because we'd made the agreement that neither of us would ever do it. Like you said, it's like, leave me. Yes, if you're not happy and we've tried everything and I'm not the one for you, or you find yourself really wanting to be with other people, like let's have that discussion and let's just separate. And I know it's never that easy, obviously there's a lot of situations, but me and you have had that endless discussion. So that, going back to the question, we know we don't ever have to worry about that. You can literally be gone. 3 a.m. and I think you're coming back at 10 p.m. And then someone sends me a photo of your arm around another woman. And I'd just be like, oh, there must be an explanation.
0: She must have had hypothermia. That's so (laughs) weird. Like, wow, did they get caught outside? And now
1: here's the thing that I do want to be very open about. I recognize that a lot of people watching this right now Mm. who may have been in the same situation as me and they've been stung and they've been hurt and they've been crestfallen because they've had the same belief as me. And I actually want to say I understand that. And yet, even knowing, it's still a possibility, right? Like, I don't control you, but I've decided to put that amount of trust in you. And if you ever broke it, I don't know if I could ever come back with another person because I so wholeheartedly trust you. Mm. But to me, that has been important, important for our 20-year relationship.
0: Trust. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, for maximum value to audience, what do you advise to somebody that has had heartache in the past and wants to have a functioning relationship? Because I would say you can't bring the baggage from the past, Yeah. so how do you get to a position where you can open yourself? Because if I put myself in the position of year 21 and you do cheat, Mm -hmm. and I see it with my own eyes. So it's not like, oh, this is a misunderstanding, like, for real, Mm -hmm. Uh, that would be, that would have blindsided me so hard, I have no indication that that's coming. Which means, the next time I'm I'm in a relationship, I'm gonna have in the back of my mind, but you didn't see it coming last time either.
1: A hundred percent. Right. I literally battle over this, and I actually don't have an answer. And that's the worst thing, like, I would have to explore. I would have to look really deep in myself to actually Say, um, are there any things that I saw that I subconsciously ignored?
0: Right.
1: And maybe there wasn't. And now how do I? I would absolutely seek therapy. I would absolutely spend time on my own. I wouldn't get into another relationship for at least a year. I would do all the internal work because I'd only bring that to another relationship. And I've just interviewed too many therapists and psychologists on the show to know that jumping into another relationship Mm. wouldn't help. So all the lessons that I've learned from interviewing women on this show has been: take time for yourself, don't get into another relationship, look inward, identify the wounds, heal the wounds, and then I would then with new partners very be very open and articulate exactly my last relationship, and let them know, you know, if it was but you know going to be serious that I would have to in real time work through this because I. Um, I've done all the past work, but that doesn't mean that I'm not gonna get triggered again. That doesn't mean that something's not gonna come up. And having told your new partner that, so they're not surprised that all of a sudden you freak out over something, We're like, oh my God, I can't believe how crazy she is. I did this one thing and she freaked out. It's like articulating that to your new partner so that they can help you build that trust back, I think is how I would handle it.
0: I like almost everything you just said and the only part that i will say differently is that i think as you go into the new relationship i would ask for grace there's no question but i would not think it okay for me to bring the baggage from my previous relationship to the new relationship and i the story i would tell myself and i think this is really important Mm. is that what makes love worthwhile is that you are in a position where they could devastate you, and they don't. And it's the tension between that. It's really being able to be yourself, and to be um, loved, and not where they're like, everything you do is amazing. Like, it isn't that. It's that you know that you can be yourself completely, that they are, they get so much out of the parts of you that are like high functioning, or you know, whatever the right word is, that they're willing to look past Some of the other things, like the fact that there are definitely times where I'm like, yeah, 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 like, get to the point, speed up the story here. Um, That there's enough on balance, you know, that you really take that person in, and they've meant so much to you, and they bring so much to you, and all of that. So, but I don't think that you can have what makes a relationship worth it and be guarded. I don't think it's Mm. possible. And so I think that for my own sake, and I, what I loved about your answer is there was nothing about the other person. It was all about you, yeah. wisdom. And so I think going into that next relationship, you really have to be able to put it aside. And if you can't, you will destroy every potential opportunity that you have moving forward, mm-hmm. nobody else. And that is, I say that knowing that that would be ruthlessly difficult, but that, that's the very thing that will make it worth it.
1: Mm. In talking about insecurities, actually, one of the things that we really talk about and is so important in our relationship that we repeat it over and over is not using the other person's insecurities as a weapon. So big. So that's a big key, if you don't mind talking about that.
0: 100%, I mean, this is really an important idea. And this is one of those ideas that you and I found early. I'm so glad we found this early. And I think part of it is just empathy. Like, I don't like to see other people be mishandled I don't like cruelty that's a very fast way to sum it up I fucking hate cruelty I try never to be cruel I have hurt people I have tried never to be cruel Mm. so it's not like I say oh it's okay to be cruel to other people if they've been cruel to you Mm -hmm. I'm saying cruelty is not on the table Mm. it's gross it's icky I don't I don't want to be tainted in my own mind that I have been cruel to somebody so on your worst day, I would never use your insecurities against you as a weapon. And 20 years in to that reality of you knowing in in my pocket right now, I know the things that I could just and cut you in ways that you may never heal from. Mm -hmm. And even though I have that nuclear weapon in my back pocket, I've never used it once. There's nothing that would indicate to you that I plan to use it in the future. In fact, if anything, it becomes less likely that I will use it in the future with every passing day because I've had so many opportunities to win an argument or get what I wanted or whatever, and never once. Like, we've been in arguments where we both know, oh, they know exactly what they could say right now to shut me down, yeah, and they're not saying it. And Mm. that is so powerful.
1: I mean, that's the thing, babe. You can't take shit back. like. I was so aware of that when I realized you were the one to go, what are, what are the ways that this could mess up, like, right? What are the ways that I could lose you? Because again, I always think about the future, what is that goal? Like, I really want to be with you till, my, till I take my last dying breath. And that means it's gonna have to be hard work. Everything we're talking about right now, it's like you have to rinse and repeat, practice, rinse and repeat. And I always thought about what are the things that we can improve on, and where, what are the ones that are no going back. And cheating's a no going back. Um, physical violence, there's no going back on that. And then using the other person's insecurity and saying something that you deliberately know is going to hurt them. Mm. And like you said, I'm a hothead, so in arguments and debates, I knew, I may not mean to, but it's actually quite easy for me to, in defense, if you would hurt me, just being picked on when I was a kid, like having that like back up where it's like, okay, I'm at the ready with my fists up. Um, I remember thinking to myself, you can never take shit back. And once you say it, like that's it. You, It's not even the words that you say, it's the fact that you are showing the other person that you are willing to use that thing that you said you never would, that Yeah, you insecurity. can't be trusted with yeah. it. So it's not even the words, right? It's the trust of someone giving you their, um, their truth, their, you know, honest.
0: And can we get into like a weird part of this, sure. which I think is actually really interesting. Yeah. In those different states, right? Because the time where you're confessing an insecurity or whatever, you feel safe. Yeah. That's why you're doing it. And it's the fact that, oh, I see. So I, when I'm safe with you, you can change though. Oh. And now hiding in that, person who's making me feel safe right now is a dangerous person who will use as i have the chills who will use that against me and that's like that ultimate betrayal Mm. of it's interesting so jordan peterson talks about this how it's not right to think of a mindset as like uh you have this external thing it's that it's a micro personality so when you're hungry It's a micro personality, you're very different, right? You act differently, you think differently, you may have a shorter temper when you're hungry, whatever, same when you're tired, it's a micro personality. People with addiction issues becomes a micro personality, and that micro personality can take over in any one time. So when you're having this deep connection, right, we talk a lot about being unguarded. And so when we have things that we really want to discuss with each other, we don't just blurt it out at any moment, It's like there's kind of a window of, you know, like two or three days around where it's like, I really need to talk to her about this, but I'm going to wait for a moment where she's unguarded. There's like Mm -hmm. a real sense of connection and trust, and then I'm going to broach something. And what's really going on there is we both synchronized into these micro personalities of like that holding that space for trust and empathy and connection. We're really feeling it. We really want the other person to win all of that. And if you ever feel like in that moment, the dark side of their personality is lurking like yeah yeah yeah. give me that information so i can use it against you later oh god that'd be horrible it it, that's why frenemies are so terrible because they want you to yeah 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 give me that friendship Mm -hmm. juice so that i can use it against you like it's just an absolutely atrocious feeling when you know that you're dealing with a bad person you just don't give them the tools it's when they're both good and bad that you now have a problem and so i'm just going to capstone that by saying that's what makes not using somebody's insecurities against them so important because what you're saying is at my worst i still don't reach for things that are going to hurt you all of my micro personalities you're safe with
1: that's so strong and as you were talking also i was thinking For me, and I can't speak for all women, but I think this is quite a female trait, um, when that happens, I then beat myself up about the fact that I freaking trusted you in the first place. It's like, for heaven's sake, right? And now the the loop of the negative thoughts of not just like, oh my God, you trusted him and he, they used it against you. But it was like, I shouldn't have freaking done it in the first place. What was I thinking? I knew I shouldn't have, right? And now it's like, you couldn't trust your own feelings because in the moment you thought you could trust him. So see, now you can't trust yourself, Lisa. And now it becomes this whole like internal self blame of myself, but it's something that you've done. But now I'm blaming myself for trusting you in the first place.
0: Yep. And, I mean, it is good to look at yourself and what you could do differently, but it's a very careful line you have to walk between looking at what you could do differently versus beating yourself up.
1: Right, exactly. And to be honest, there are cool people out there. There are narcissists out there that are willing to put on the face and they're doing everything and saying everything right. Mm. So even just, I mean, look, we're all about self-assessment, right? Me and you and like going back and really taking ownership. So I would absolutely still do that, but I wouldn't necessarily just blame myself, right? I would look at the, the situation as it really, is identify how can I make sure that I don't get trapped in this in future, mm. but um, not taking on the blame and shame myself as a negative, but as a learning lesson. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Got a couple of more hard Let's questions. Do it. Um, so we covered desire, the honesty about desire, communication, trust, and now I want to talk about the hard truths and communicating the hard truths. What is the one trait you thought you wanted that I don't have? They wanted in a partner
0: yeah oh, why is the
1: question powerful
0: the question is powerful because again this is you want to know where the other person is and there's one thing that people need to really understand and it's they're already thinking it so the only thing that you're protecting yourself from is knowing what they're thinking so true. when i when i heard that about radical candor it's like People don't make it up to say it to you. They're already there. You're just asking them to be honest. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, that's so true. So it's important to know because they're already there. They're already thinking it. That's already a real thing for them. Um, And one, if I'm empowered with the knowledge, it might be something that I can actually give them. And so then it's like, oh my God, I had no idea. Like that, that's a thing for you. Because usually what it is, is just a disconnect between something that you would receive well and what I would receive well. It's not that I don't want to be what, you know, would be exciting for you or whatever. It's that I have a default mode, you have a default mode, and they don't always result in giving the other person exactly mm-hmm. what they would want. And so knowing what the other person is into is really, really powerful. Um, I actually don't have an easy answer for this one. There have been times though in our lives where I would have a very quick answer. I will say there is something that you used to do for me that you don't do anymore. And that is I miss being nurtured the way that you nurtured me before going into entrepreneurship. And that was, I had to mourn that now you really want to see me happy. Mm. And as you were saying that, I was like, oh my God, like seeing you happy makes me so fucking happy. And like seeing you work on the book has been amazing. You are so happy. You're having so much fun. And one, we will play this clip because I I will just tell you right now, from a social following perspective, you were always meant to be, have a way bigger audience than me. And like we are racing towards that. You were just like gaining so much momentum. And I said that two years ago? I was like, oh, homie, you're gonna be way bigger than me. So seeing the way that you light up and, and being able to connect with people, especially other women, and like seeing the way that they respond to you, that makes me so happy, you have no idea. So it's been that trade-off. So I do miss that. I'm not crying myself to sleep at night. I don't like lament it. But yeah, that is something that If I were going to say, oh, my God, I have this woman who's fucking incredible. Could I optimize even more? Mm. Like, that would be something that, yeah, would be awesome for me. But I don't often think about it.
1: It's such a tricky question. When I say tricky is you have to definitely have the openness to discuss it and not take it personally. Because like you said at the beginning of that question is it really is about maybe it's something I can do. Right? And look, there's no pressure. I don't have to do it. You are with me. And if I say, hey, this is something I'm never going to do, now it's up to you that a relationship you can be in or not. Um, But going to wanting to make the other person happy, if it's something that I can do that maybe I didn't realize, now you've just enlightened me. You've brought more knowledge. And maybe you just didn't want to say it, right? And this is, let's go to me being a housewife and then an entrepreneur, is if you never told me, that you missed the nurturing, or that was something that was gonna be hard for you to let go and that we need to mourn together, and how do we do it together, and how do I, wean you off, as I like to say, where instead of putting your clothes out seven days a week, I did it five days, then three, then two. um, That was how we were able to get there. We were able to do it together. There was no, hey, this is what I'm doing, and you just have to tag along, right? We were on board, we did it as a team. And then you just being honest about how that was impacting you and me not taking it personally. And even just the way you explained it all, it's like, I feel you wanting to champion me. So I don't think of the other thing as a negative, but it is also a way of delivering it, right? And just how you delivered it makes me go, oh my God, of course I want to like, you know, um, cook your dinner and take care of you on the weekends. And it's like, that's the happy medium that we've come to where I still get to do it. And you say to me, hey, this is really meaningful if you do this. It then gives me the space to be able to do it. Instead of blinking a year, two years, three years down the line, me thinking, well, he supports me. Like he's always supported me in business. And then finding out that there's something that you're unhappy with. Yeah. Um, that I could have gone, wow, I could have done that. Like it doesn't mean that I have to completely transition back, but I can make the effort an hour a week, make him some dinner,
2: you know, like whatever. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
0: I think a lot of people get themselves in trouble because of one simple idea. I want them to know that it's important to me. I shouldn't have to tell them. Oh Oh my God, people derail on that. Like that makes me so sad for them because you're so close to having everything you've ever wanted. All you have to do is tell the person because they don't see the world like you see it. It's not like they're sitting there thinking, I know they want this and this means so much to them. I'm just not gonna give it to them. And so when people think, oh, you're thinking and feeling exactly what I am, but you're just reacting in a different way, which makes that action then seem spiteful. And so people feel rejected (laughs) and unloved, and a lot of this, I hate that this is true, but a lot of this comes back to parenting style and their attachment style, and so if they have historically felt abandoned or whatever, then they're gonna bring that into the relationship. But if, on the other hand, instead you're thinking, Okay, they're seeing the world totally from a different perspective and it absolutely makes sense to see it from where they're coming from. Can I steal, man their position? Do I know what they're going through? Like do I know how beautiful or wonderful or whatever this thing is? Or maybe they just, just not even thinking about it. It isn't meant as a slight, like they love you mm. and if you told them, they'd be like, whoa, okay, amazing. Like let's find a way for me to give you what you're looking for without feeling like I've just given up myself. Mm. But if you don't say what it is that you want, because you're waiting, because you feel like they should know what you're thinking and feeling and you shouldn't have to tell them. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it is literally like a cellophane veil between where they are and the world that they want to live. All I have to just poke through. And like that one thing.
1: And just to add to that, you know, I think a lot is like, well, they should be happy for me right like he should want this for me instead of acknowledging yes you do want this for me but you're a person and you you've got the feelings and you've got the emotions and right now the first step is you need to mourn the transition and the change and if you can't vocalize that to me and i'm like well what's wrong you're not happy for me right and now you're putting on a fake front and i can sense it and i'm like wow there's something wrong and he's not quite being you know and now that's how you then start separating right because i'm like well i'm so excited he you know i'm not sure why he's not and you're just like i'm excited for her but i do feel sad and i am gonna miss this but i can't say it to because she's gonna think i'm not happy right and now you sense these dynamics between you but neither of you are saying it Mm. and I think one of the biggest things that me and you have done is mourning either the people we thought we were going to be or each other so for me I had to mourn the thought that I was going to be a mother even though we decided and I was 100% on board with not having children anymore I still needed to mourn the person I thought I was going to be and the the mother that I thought I was going to be Mm. and allowing yourself that space to then Mourn it so you can move on, right? Because if me and you hadn't had those open discussions about me changing, if we hadn't had the hard truths that you said, hey, look, this is going to be difficult for me, you know, and you still saying that, like, yeah, I do still miss. It's just a great reminder. If we hadn't have done all that, I think resentment would have just built. And we know, you know, how we feel about resentment in a relationship. It just like, it be- can become the absolute breaking. Mm-hmm. Um, in the relationship. So allowing each other that freedom to be open, to be very honest, to openly communicate um, these transitions I think has been massive for us with no judgment. And so when you said that to me, I didn't take that personally. I didn't think what he doesn't want my happiness. I just go, okay, he really wants this. And that's, you know, you didn't say it was important to you but you said I'm missing this. So now every week I do, I make an effort and like on a Saturday and a Sunday, you know, I'll put food together for you Mm. and that makes me feel good.
0: Me too.
1: All right. So I got, um, so that's the hard truth. So we've covered desire, trust, hard truths. Um, and now here's a very hard one. So we wrote these questions out in order of difficulty so that you can lean into it and go, but we're always about, let's just get to like really hard ones. Let's do it. Deep. All right. What's the one thing I could do that can make you reconsider our entire relationship?
0: ooh, there are actually several things that you could do that we've already talked about today. So one, if you were unfaithful, that would be very traumatic because I just, I have no signs of that whatsoever. Um, if you did use my insecurities against me, that would be really horrible. And if you became mean-spirited, like that would not be fun. And if you detached from like right now, even though you're like hardcore entrepreneur, go do your thing, we work so much, but I really feel like you want to be my wife, like totally removed from success or business or anything like that. And maybe even more importantly, I feel like if life set it up such that you had to make a choice that you would choose me and that Up is. will burn the
1: fucking house to the ground, homie.
0: But that's. I would. That would make in... me reconsider things if I felt like you wouldn't.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, that's actually really interesting. Because you're right. We have like the non negotiables, you know, cheating and things like that. But that's very emotional. And you're right. It's like we have decided that we are each other's priority. And if I ever felt like something got in the way with that, and in the way of that, now look, our hours are not spent mostly together mm. in our relationship, right? It's built on the business. So I don't even think about the hours spent. It's just knowing that if I needed you and I said, hey, you need to drop things and you were like, I can't, because I've got a, you know, work or whatever, that would be a real problem because we've always been in it together. And we've always said, no matter what, we're each other's priority. And actions speak louder than words, right? We say it, but if you started to act not in accordance, I think that would be a real problem because now our desires and our main goals aren't aligned. And if I'm willing to literally burn the house to the ground, burn the business, like I I I wouldn't even think about it, babe. Like honestly, you are the most important thing in my life, fucking period. And so I have no conflict over that. But if you did, it's like, well, hang on a minute. Now we're actually not giving equal to the relationship. Oh, that would be
0: horrible. Yeah. Horrible.
1: So I think having these discussions up front, because you, you even said it earlier, no one's a freaking mind reader. What's well, something that to you, you'd be like, wow, that's a non-negotiable for you, or that's the breaking point. It may, not, it may not be for me or for you. And so making sure we're on the same page that we know each other's, um, so important.
0: That is extraordinarily good advice. Want them to win, give them the keys to the kingdom, set them up for success, like, don't test, don't trip them up, no booby traps. Yeah. Makes a big difference.
1: All right, now one other thing that I think is huge in our relationship that we have um, implemented very often is disruptors. Because I'm sure anyone who's ever been in a relationship knows that very often arguments could get fiery, And they end up derailing and for what one thing seemed like a little bit of a you were just bickering Mm. you know at first at dinner ended up being a full-time row and you're pissed for like two days um and then it's like where did all that time go time is so freaking precious and so for us a big thing has been introducing disruptors into our relationship
0: like pattern interruption yes so You, I would say, are the queen of when the argument happens to make sure that you interrupt. Like I would rather keep going and just have the argument out and it is what it is. Um, But you're very good at saying, you know what, I think if we stepped away for just a couple minutes and came back that this would be much easier. And that is universally true. Um, But we have also worked in some tools. I don't feel like we struggle from this very badly anymore, But we, before we even knew the phrase pattern interrupt, we had a pattern interrupt, which I actually see that you brought <laughs> with you. Um, that was really important because to your point about, I never once got in an argument with you and thought, oh, that was a really good use of time. It's always like, you end up getting annoyed and you end up losing like most of a day and it's like, oh my God, like this is such a waste. And so we came up with the idea of the love token um, as you came up with the idea of the love token. Um, I
1: will show people at home.
0: There it is. As a thing, because you were asking yourself in the middle of an argument, do I believe that he loves me? And as long as the answer is yes, then I know we'll get to the other side of whatever this argument is. Um, and so we used to each carry one of those around. And look, we were in our 20s, you know, not as good at emotional management on our own side. And so, to avoid that, we would give each other that coin, and that you had an obligation to the marriage. And the obligation was if somebody pulled out the love coin, which they would not do lightly, would you give it to me once, twice, yeah. ever in our entire marriage? Yeah. And the second, the second they gave it to you, instantly, boom, you changed your neurochemistry. Because we had talked that we control our moods. Oh, really? Well then, if you control your mood and I give you this coin, you ought to be able to, on a dime, immediately be like, baby! And completely let it go. It is the most extraordinary trick. And so then we got to the point where we didn't feel like we needed the coins, but that either one of us at either time could go like this. Baby! Baby! (laughs) And the other person, no matter how angry you were, the only acceptable response was, baby! (laughs) And so you had to do it back. That's worked so well. It's really I know people watching at home are gonna be like, that's really silly. That works so well still to this day in our marriage.
1: Yeah, it's because the amount of times we got into ridiculous arguments, like heated screaming. I mean, do you remember the- Even the
0: ones that are legit?
1: Yes. Oh yeah, I mean, here's the thing—they all feel legit in the time, right? Right. You it's... were about
0: to say a good one though. Remember the time? Oh,
1: remember the time when we were in Amsterdam and we got into an <laughs> argument,
0: oh God, and I yes. stormed off
1: and got lost.
0: Yes. That was, <laughs> that was so before
1: cell phones. hilarious. So it wasn't like we can be like, "All right, where are you?" Yep. So we got into this freaking heated argument. we have been looking forward to it as before. We had like it was before oh. we got married. So poverty, I saved poverty. every penny to take you on this trip, yep. and literally we spent hours argument and then hours apart and so i was like there's got to be a freaking better way like this is ridiculous mm. because when you make up which most people do unless you actually break up when you make up you literally feel all oh, the chemicals are again you're like oh my god i love him you know and so all the the annoyance and the hate that you maybe mm. initially had is completely gone it doesn't feel real to you anymore so in those moments like it would reflect and be like what the fuck like this is a, a time is so precious yeah. like We had spent money, you know, we'd saved up, we'd gone on this trip, and it was like, and we've spent half of it not together, upset with each other. And it just felt like, okay, well, if you can control this situation, right, you can control how you react to situations and your conversation, what are the things that we can do to snap ourselves out of it? Because it does take a snap. It's like, you know, the thing where it's like you're in an argument and the phone rings, when you're like, I don't want to, hello. You know, so that is an example that you can disrupt and change your mood. It may not feel real, but you can change how your, outward your speaking and your tone. Yep. So we were like, how do we do it? And I needed something physical. So I found these love tokens at some random store and I was like, this is actually good size. I put it in my handbag and I was like, I just need something. You need the olive branch. And then we sat down and we said, what do we place meaning? What's the meaning we place on this chip? And you just expressed, right? It means this, it means that no matter what, I'm saying, I know you love me and I feel like we're arguing over silliness and I'm reaching out to you. And so agreeing what that means, agreeing how then you respond to it, like you said, with the baby, um, we've agreed all those things. And so we've set them in place so that when we're in the argument, when it happens, you don't feel like screaming baby. You do not feel like screaming baby. And I remember once where you didn't reciprocate. And then, so I got mad and then you realized, shit, I I can't believe I didn't reciprocate. So you came to me and I was mad at you. And you're like, well babe, now you're not reciprocating. And it becomes a spiral and then we just started laughing because it was like, oh yeah, shit, well, hang on a minute. This now just becomes an effect where you're each just affecting each other and now no one wins. And so the fact that you were like, this is ridiculous. And then I just laughed. but those are the things you have to do. Because if you don't, you end up in a, either a death loop of that specific argument or it becomes a pattern in your relationship. Mm. And there's no way out. There's no solution. And that's the thing. Me and you go, okay, we're, we're in a difficulty now, you know, around, you know, over the 20 years, there are phases in your relationship. and so whatever phase we're in we address the phase and we look to see what the problem is and then we come up with a solution of what that problem is preach and disruptors were a big one
0: no doubt yeah that that has continued to serve us well
1: all right Billu. where can people find you <laughs> uh,
0: i'm always sad when these end uh at tom Bilyeu. All everywhere right. everywhere
1: and guys everywhere. if you freaking love this tom and i do do relationship theory we have a channel on youtube where we take subjects and we go deep on them but thank you baby for coming
0: thanks on. thanks for having me of course i, I love, love having with you on.
1: guys guys if you're not subscribed click that subscribe button down there and if you're not following me follow me at lisa Billu. and until next time be the hero of your own life peace out